or Susie? Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> Nobody ever calls me that. It's like uh, Susie Butler doesn't exist. She sells like you know, Tupperware somewhere. R- Susie Butler. She <laughs> would sell Tupperware. She, she definitely owns that taco tray that I have. <laughs> for sure. She's got it in, in like a cute turquoise color though. Yeah, she's a real cute mom type. Oh my God, definitely wears an apron, but like <laughs> has different ones for different seasons. God, I love has her too. show towels. Show towels. She would get me. This is episode 345. Oh, you probably like that 345. Oh, oh, you know, I do. Is that I do right like with that. You? I love when it comes up on the clock. One, two, three, four. <laughs> love it. Welcome to the show, everyone. Sarah, Hi. I love hey. you. Hey. What are you doing? Oh, What's just drinking on? wine. Me too. Cheers. 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 Clinky clink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a sip. Somebody messaged me the other day and was like, Susie, you're not being very um, secretive about your snacking anymore. <laughs> right. You're just like, whatevs. I know. I don't know if I've just given up or if it's more just, I feel like we're talking to our friends so I can just be me. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? When, you know, we made Medium's list of top podcasts to help you unwind after a hard day of work. Yeah. Nowhere did they say, oh, but they eat. Yeah, right. So whatevs. Can it. Can it. <laughs> no, but the person that wrote me was like having fun with it. She was being mean. Of I haven't gotten any mean messages in like a week <gasps> or so. It's been oh great. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That is lovely. You're just putting out good vibes in the universe. Do you think that's what happened? I think maybe. I thought the opposite that people were like, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like useless. Oh my God. Maybe we've just reached that tipping point where they're like, yeah, they're not going to change. Well, remember that lady that said that she would feel really bad about it if her mom talked about her the way I talk about Lincoln on, oh, on right, Instagram? Right, 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 right. That was oh as goodness. close to I've gotten to hate mail this week. Oh, oh, that wasn't even bad. But you know what? She just doesn't get it. And also, you're like setting him up to be hilarious when he's older. Yeah, come on. This kid has too much attention and is showered with love and affection. I need yeah. to bring him down a peg every once in a uh-huh. while. I know. I get like, I mean, heck. I let him win at the fair the other day, and I almost <laughs> didn't. And then I was like, and lo- the best was that, Susie, you looked at me, and you were like, oh mm, my God. was that hard for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was I my favorite thing. It. When you, like, you gave me the eye, and I was like, what about, because I was winning. And then like the, yes. this moment like crossed over me where I was like, what the hell are you doing? He's a child. You yeah, don't want but I was really a stuffed surprised. cupcake. But, you know, because I think I'm through the, I think I, I, I'm in a new place, Susie. Oh my god! Okay, you've you've made progress in the competitive department. Yeah, because you asked me about that. The, we, mm-hmm. I feel like we've changed the subject somehow. We were like, I, look what I did! I derailed our train. We were talking about people <laughs> saying nice things to you. No, I'm into this. I like yes. it because I was like genuinely shocked because you're so yeah. competitive, like ridiculous, and. And that's saying something, because I'm usually the obnoxious one, but Sarah <laughs> it's really takes it way further than me. Totally unnecessary. But I watched you let him win, and I was like, oh my yeah. God, she's evolved. I think I really do. I mean, I'm noticing a lot of things in this past year, I would say, where I'm just like, huh, I don't do that anymore. I <laughs> don't feel the need to do that. You know, a lot of it's like center of attention stuff. Yes. A lot of it's like how much I know about something. Or like chiming in when I know the answer, yes. even though it's out of context or whatevs. Yeah. Yeah. I got a moment where I like had, I, it was like the moment where I decided, or I got, I kind of got like a slap on the wrist by the universe 
And it was like, oh, this is why you should just never do that again. Because I had that thought of, should I say something? And then I said, you don't really need to. But then I'm like, just do it, whatever. So here's the situation. There's a tape that was at this bar in uh, Hermosa Beach, like this beachy area. And there's this outside table. It's a Sunday. And there's like this group of like college kids who are talking about um, uh, uh, what are those things called? The things that mnemonic devices to help you remember stuff. And they started singing the song about the Pythagorean theorem, the um, x is equal to negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4 <laughs> ac all over. And then they said 2a. And Uh-oh. I was like, mm, I think it's 2b. <laughs> And I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But I was like, mm, you got to do it. And I was like, actually, it's 2B. And then I was like, oh, fuck. And then they continued their conversation. And then I got that thing in my pit of my stomach that was like, wait, is it? And then I looked it up. And they were right. And no. I was wrong. So I'm an idiot for like a million reasons. And then I was like, I can't let this go. Because now I have to like, so then I was like, I leaned over after like 10 minutes. I was like, you know what? Actually, you guys were right. And one girl at the table goes, we would have never even known. Oh. And I was like, she, but she almost said it snarky, like millennial, like, we don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> and it was like, it really, it really did, but they were real nice. They were just like, oh, okay. And they didn't even know what I was referring to, that like the conversation. Had, and this was one of those things where I'm like, wow, I spent the last 10 minutes having a mini, like, panic attack. Like, inside, there was a war going on, like a whole thing happening internally right and these guys are just having a good old time and they could have they don't care at all yes and then it taught me a big old lesson of like (laughs) just who a who gives a fuck and if you do want to want to part if what you're trying to do sarah is participate in their conversation and be included then say something like oh yeah that song worked for me too i love that you guys know it yeah not try to one-up them or put them down by showing how much you know. And then I was like, okay, lesson learned. Thank you, universe, learning all these things. Boop, 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 boop. My gosh, you're a big girl. I know. The oh, time that I can recall where I did that same thing, where I was like so adamant that I was yeah. correct and the other person was wrong, happened to be about the theme song for Perfect Strangers. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. And he sang the song, which is standing tall on the wings, whatever. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, it's Perfect Strangers. I'm like, no, it isn't. And oh, he, God, that's the Petty Hill you're dying uh, on. Yeah. I was. And I was certain. And I'm like, look, I have CDs, several, with only theme songs on them. I am a theme song expert you are wrong and i was wrong is oh god it's oh Suze, that's that's a funny one because just (laughs) and the reason why it sticks out in your mind is because it's something that you pride yourself on knowing and i'm like mnemonic devices things to remember smart brainy (laughs) stuff this is my wheelhouse i have to say something this is my bread and butter and then of course you have to say something because you're like i own cds and she does own CDs. I, I have CDs. listened to them. And it's not like she owns them, like, ironically. No. Like, you can come over and they'll be on. I love them. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is just the theme song to, you know, whatevs. Wings. Yes. Your new favorite show. Yeah. God, that's funny as hell, Suze. <laughs> See, we're pathetic, but we're learning. No. We're le- no. Pathet- Get out of here with that negative self-talk. <laughs> we just went over this. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, oh. I get what you're saying, and I yes. think we're evolving. We should we are. pat ourselves yes. on the back for that. 
Okay, so one thing that I am competitive about, admittedly, yes. is uh, pretty much everything. And <laughs> <laughs> that includes whether I feel fit and strong. I should really do those competitions, really. At oh, my any God. Rate. You, that would be really cool. I Pe- support you in this. And people have been asking us how we stay so fit. They've been asking you. <laughs> and the answer is open fit. Are you looking for some fitspiration? If you yes. are, you need to try it. It's like the Netflix of workout videos. So whatever you're in the mood for that day, you can try out. They have Extend Bar, which is just so great because a lot of the bar gyms are so expensive and this is so affordable and you can do it right in your house or wherever you are because you can do it on your iPad or your phone or tablet, blah, 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 all that stuff. So you don't have to go to the gym, which I will never do. I'm not a gym person. Me either. Yeah. So this is a better fit for us. They have all kinds of um, videos that will suit you, whatever you're in the mood for. Um, whether you want to lose weight or just get more energy, feel stronger, OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And texting our code BRAINCANDY to 303030, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text Brain Candy to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, nutrition information totally free. Again, just text Brain Candy to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. All right, Sarah, what's new? Oh man, Suze, and I feel like it's like it's 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 due time that I share like with my brain candy brainiacs like uh, more about my own evolution. Okay, let's hear it. So I'm sure you guys have noticed. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. Sarah's Instagram is looking really. Uh, uh, what is the word I could use? Different. Uh, different. <laughs> yeah, like less people on there one person (laughs) in particular and you guys are probably like where's landon and she hasn't been talking about him and that's because we're gonna get a divorce or we're getting one going through the whole process yes in this whole evolution of myself i kind of like learned what i want and what you know you gotta like follow what your soul says is like your path yes you do two people can have like be like really good Mm-hmm. But not good, like not not a good fit. Yes, and you know? it should never feel like a life sentence. I right. always, when I was going through a divorce, that was what I kept saying to myself: like you should not feel like you're in a life sentence with somebody. And like, if it not gets like to yourself, that point, yeah, yeah, if it gets to that point where you're like, this is not true to me, you got to hit the road, man. Yeah, and it felt like every every day I was making little, moving a little bit, a little bit away mm-hmm. from my like who i am you know yeah. and i would come on this podcast and i'd totally be me yeah and i'd like be you know and you i feel like embraced for who i am on here and then i would go home and i would be like oh i gotta be this other version of myself mm-hmm. or you know and that's nobody's fault it's just kind of yeah. what happens over time and especially when you think like i think about how old i was when i was when we got together and where I was in my life, like on reality TV and, you know, like 24, like that's young and where I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. 24 year old me would have shouted out at that other table and wouldn't have even looked (laughs) up to see if she were wrong. Been like there, those idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just changing in a lot of ways. And I do think, you know, when you graduate, from a 
a program, a graduate yeah. program in your case, you know, things sort of settle down and then you get to look at your life. I always yep. had that experience when I would go on a challenge on MTV because I would oh be God. like, yes. oh, the, I have nothing to do but think about my life. And that's mm-hmm. when I made a lot of really big decisions about my future. So I think it's similar in that sense. Like you're, the dust settled on your chaos of your professional life. And then you're like, oh, wait, let me look at this other stuff. Okay, maybe it's time to change things yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, totally. And for me, it was that trip that we went on where I got, you know, I, I it was such a wonderful trip for so many reasons. And it really allowed trip. me to be, yes, the road mm-hmm. trip, to be reflective and to be away. Like I was off all, you know, social media and the internet and all that. And I was just reading a lot. And I read that book Wild. And I was like, yep, I got to mm-hmm. do it when you know, you know. Isn't it weird how when you know, you know? Yeah. And then I knew once, yeah, it really was. And then it felt like, it felt more like I was living my truth. And I'm like, I just have to tell him that I love him, but I'm just not in love with him. Man. You know, and it's real hard to do. And like, you know, um, it's kind of like a palm tree and an oak tree. Like they're both strong trees, but if you put them next to each other, one's not going to survive. You know, it's interesting listening to you talk because when I was going through a divorce, I kept thinking about how like it's gut-wrenching and horrific, even when it's under the best circumstances, like you're still civil and all that stuff. You don't have any kids. It's still gut-wrenching. And when you were just describing it, you were, I forget the phrase that you used, but it was sort of like, yeah, so, you know, you talk about in bullet points, but it doesn't reflect how... (laughs) <laughs> insanely like difficult it is oh, and how my every, God. like the rug is pulled out from under you everything yeah everything it's mm-hmm. and and i have a whole new level of respect for you know men and women who have gone through this you know but especially whoever was not in a position to have awareness oh, about finances right. you know you think it's like such a great thing to be able to be like, oh yeah, they'll take care of all that until something like this happens or you have to like all of a sudden, you know, and then that made me think like, what if Landon, you know, God forbid we stayed together and something happened to him where I had to take over. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even had all the information to be able to do that. It's not (laughs) even, it doesn't even seem like a smart idea for a family to, when they're staying together for people Mm -hmm. to be in the dark about this stuff, you know? Yeah. So I just, you know, I, that's been really challenging to kind of like learn, relearn all that. And then you spend like eight years not doing all that stuff. And it's like, oh, crap. What do I need to do? Like, what do you do? You know, so, you know, shout out to all the uh, single ladies out there. Well, funnily enough, we've gotten so many uh, emails and messages over the years about people who we inspired to leave their crappy situation. I know. I've read a lot recently and I'm like, oh, just, and I already knew that this is where this was going. And I was like, just wait. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes it applies to us as well. Yeah. You are so right, Suze. I really do feel like the way that I got the way that I got to compare who I was and my Mm. true self in certain groups or in certain arenas or whatever areas of my life with how I am in other places really helped me see I'm like wow I want more of that like school being in that grad program was Mm -hmm. so helpful and I was like I think I think I can like 
do like awesome shit. Mm-hmm. I need to like be able to do this awesome shit. Yeah. And you know, and not to say that I wasn't allowed to do that or anything, but it's just like, it's, it's, you know, one, it, you got to kind of, it's hard to have two people who are both, I don't know. I almost think of like, you're like pulling in opposite directions, but both yeah. towards this big, great prize, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're both deserving of the things totally. that you desire. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, uh, yeah, I just need somebody, a relationship that has a little bit different of like the th- the values that I hold and the things that I want in, in my relationship, like at the end of the day that are important to me, like my love languages, if you will, are just different mm-hmm. and they're not any less or more valuable or important. And I feel like anybody, I feel like, yeah, that you get to a certain age in your life where you kind of go like, what, like, what is the rest of my life going to look like? And yes. what and what kind of things do I want my home filled with? Mhm. Whether that's, you know, emotional or material, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever you value, you have to make sure yeah. you have created an environment mm-hmm. where those things can thrive. You know, and your home really inspired me in so many ways and the love between you and Adam and Aww. just how you guys really see each other and 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 are a team in a in such a good way where it really is a partnership and it yeah. really is, uh, yeah, you know, well, like, you know what, you know, I tell him he's my favorite husband and, <laughs> and oh, that's so, great. you know what, I feel like you're not really a grown up until you get your starter marriage out of the way. Yeah. Glad I did it. <laughs> and you know, but, so many wonderful things that, yes. you know, yes, but you well, know, it's time to like, Focus on, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do me, man. I'm too hippity dippity. That's it. <laughs> I was like, listen, I listen. need like some patchouli. Patchouli. Like, maybe I just don't want to shave my legs for the whole summer. What I, I do. Let's not right. go crazy here. Yeah. You want to be a little witchy woman. I gotta That's be a little fine. witchy, you know? Here's I what I know. I somebody who's going to like embrace it, you know, and like not roll their eyes. You've been through a lot this year. You had mm-hmm. the, a miscarriage. You've done grad oh, school. You God. graduated. Now you're oh. going through a divorce. Um, and I just hope you know, I, of course, support you. And I am sure the Brainiacs do too. And you will get an you outpouring of will. love and, oh. and affection. And I'm sure that will make all the difference. So It will. I know they will. And now you guys get to come with me on this insane journey that is Sarah <laughs> 2.0. Because, I mean, you thought my stories were good when I was just telling you <laughs> marriage stories. Like, I'm going to be dating people. Like, out in the world. Talking to other humans. I know this is going to be great. I'm going to have so many gonna be stories to tell you. I mean, and my 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 to- first of all, Susie, you're so sweet and thank you and you've been the mo- the best support through this whole thing and now you guys mm-hmm. know why I was staying at Susie's house and house it, not just because I love her cat <laughs> and somebody needed to watch that thing, <laughs> but also because <laughs> I needed somewhere to live for a bit. Yeah. You know, so yes, uh, it is going to be really funny. I'm sure I'll take any and all <laughs> advice from anybody who's going to give it. Yes. Yeah. I have so, some advice. You know. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> the first step to single Sarah is, and I'm not saying you should rush it. Okay. Uh, you okay. know, take okay. your time. Yeah. But whenever you're ready, 
I recommend Omax O Shot. Why are we not rushing this? We, what, <laughs> what, 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 what's the holdup? I mean, whenever you're ready, today, next year, whatever. Self love is is good too. <laughs> True. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you can't use Omax O Shot with your own fingers or Duh. whatever products yes. you want to. It's an, a CBD arousal oil. That gets rave reviews from us and our listeners. It contains eight natural botanicals that provide sensory tingling and promote uh, the effects of stimulation, circulation, arousal, lubrication, desire, blah, 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 but without the weirdness. And it tastes great and smells great, which to me is like the key. You just throw a little bit on there and... uh, Tingling cessation will ignite immediately and continue for 30 to 60 minutes. Hello. Hello. Whether you're single or looking to spice things up in your relationship with a more satisfying sexual experience, every woman can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasm experience. Omax's Osha comes to the rescue and provides heightened sexual sensations, which give you the instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for. And it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code BRAINCANDY to take advantage of the incredible savings. That's omaxhealth.com and enter code brain candy to get 20% off O-Shot and all Omax products site-wide. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be enjoying your new tales. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll live through you. Yes. Finding <sighs> a new place, getting all moved in. Yeah. Um, Doing the whole You have thing. to keep us posted as you wish. Whatever yes. you want to share, you just let us know. I will. I will share that this is adorable. I always feel like, oh my gosh, well, the universe just gave me podcast material material right here. <laughs> I mean, I moved into a, a cute little duplex and I live above a couple or a guy who rents it. His name is Ken. He's in his like probably like 50s, late 50s, early 60s. And his girlfriend is named Barbie. <laughs> It's like the cutest thing. Ken and Barbie who live downstairs. Come on. I mean, it's the best. It's adorable. Sarah lives and they're by like Ken the and nicest Barbie. people. Damn Come on. It. I'm so jealous. Yeah, and they're all like tattooed and like cool and he's like a rock and roll guy with like cool old cars. Yeah, that pretty gave awesome. me a good feeling about your new place. Yeah, too. I was like I can Yeah. I haven't seen this joint yet. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to share it with you and What's show going you? on in there? Uh, oh, well, this is fun. Like, so when I went to go check the place out, um, I was with my friend who's a real estate agent. So he had the access to with like the little key and everything, but there were certain places in the house that were locked that I couldn't see, like the door to the, uh, garage and everything. So I had no idea that I had a two car garage with laundry hookups with this beautiful storage. That's like all shelved. No idea. I was already sold on the place. So when I moved in, there were a bunch of these surprises that I didn't even know about. I didn't even explore far far enough into the backyard to see that I got a freaking jacuzzi. Oh my God. And then what? And it works. That is like, I moved the day I moved in, they gave me the keys. They were like, yeah. And so like, you know, for your first month, like just, you know, you will take care of the water bill and like, you know, you pay electrical, whatever. And then like, if you want to run and like, see what the numbers are. And then if you want to run the spa, just like run it for, you know, like try it for a day and then see what, you know, how it is uh, after with the electrical bill or whatever. And I was like, I'm sorry, come again. Did you say spa? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> what else? Right. Say no more. Yeah. 
I, I mean, like, my, my, my monthly moonlight bath is now going to be <laughs> outside underneath the, the stars in my own little jacuzzi. Well, and this is just what I've been looking for. I need something to break up my bath and pool routine. Oh. I need somewhere else to submerge my body. I got a jacuzzi for you. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's good times. Just yeah. ask anyone that's ever been on the real world. <laughs> Do they still have those? Oh on this show? my god, it's so gross. We've talked here on here about the one in the Czech Republic that did not have that was freestanding and was just <laughs> you filled it with water and did not have a circulating <laughs> system. And what color the water was the next day? Have you ever gotten Have you ever gotten into a above ground pool and people put like a thing by the ladder that you dip your feet into to like get grass off and stuff. Suze, I've never gotten into above ground pool. End of sentence. <laughs> oh, because you're not white trash like me. <laughs> I just live in Southern you... California where we just have a lot of below ground ones. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> so above ground pools are a white trash tradition. And <laughs> in order to prevent like excessive grossness, people put these like, Mm-hmm. buckets at the foot of the ladder so that when you step in it gets all the crud off your feet anyway my point is <laughs> i feel like your hot tub in wherever you said oh. is essentially that bucket it is you are 100 <laughs> percent. also if you use that bucket to pee into too <gasps> that was the biggest problem what because everybody's drink you I know I'm. Sh- th- this is my favorite thing about doing this many episodes. I know, I know. I forget everything. I, we definitely. I'm. Sure. I just don't remember the pee part. Right. Well, because you probably blocked it from your memory, and rightfully so. Because <laughs> we. It, I mean, this spa, spa is available as we're like drinking and hanging out. The one where Laurel was yelling at Big Easy. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were all in there for hours. Nope. And oh yeah, very and you said nobody got, got out. out. Very few. Yeah, it came back. Very to me just few. So I think people were assuming it was like chlorinated and like Riggs one, but it was not Riggs. It makes it was... me really happy that Lincoln still gets out of our pool to go oh, to the bathroom. Oh, I love that. And I'm like, oh my God. Like he doesn't yeah. know that a lot of kids just go. Do not let him play water polo. Oh, gross. You guys <laughs> just go for it? And then like we share it with each other. <laughs> like, like You are like, lying. I'm just going to go over here and pee. Like, okay. yeah, we did that a lot. And Nobody you don't cares. mind. I mean, I didn't. Wow, good for you. Yeah, I was. I will say there was an age when I was an adult. I, I mean, not an adult. Adult. Like I was like twenty two when mm. I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna get out of the bathtub to go pee or like whatever. Not just like <laughs> drain the water, you know? Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna step time. out. It's time in my adult life to do that. Yeah, I can't wait to take a dip in that hot tub with you. So um, invite me over, would you? I oh my gosh, come over anytime. I told Sarah I'm gonna get her a. Um, housewarming present of just a box of Ritz crackers because it's what she loves more than <laughs> yep, anything. Yeah, it's so true. I went over to Susie's just the other day and I said, Susie, I moved in and guess what I treated myself to <laughs> on my first night? A box of Ritz crackers. It was one of those big ones, right? It was like from family Costco size. or something. Yeah. Yep. No big deal. But not not the whole box. I didn't eat the whole thing. Well, I you're ate not an one animal. sleeve. I just one entire sleeve, but over the course of like an afternoon and an evening, so it was like spread out. But the whole also, sleeve? Suze, I don't want I don't, to hear your I don't judge. I'm so no. sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I said, spread out over hours. If I said I drank a whole bottle of wine, you would be less shocked. Yeah, and also not judging of. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't take it. So, and but as I was eating these crackers and finishing off an entire sleeve, I thought mm-hmm. about you and this you. conversation right now <laughs> that I knew we were going to have, and <laughs> I thought to myself, could I eat an entire box of Ritz crackers? No, you can't. I couldn't. I decided I could not because yeah. the last four were <laughs> I didn't need to eat. And that I was don't just even, one sleeve again over the course of many hours. I would argue that it's the salt that would prevent uh, it. Yeah. Not the cracker. Oh my god, and the next day I had I was wearing a ring and I couldn't get the ring off. I had to like <laughs> Like it hurt, it physically hurt. What's that called? Where you water you, retention? Yes, like, thank you. Bloated? Yeah, water retention. Yeah. yeah, I was retaining water. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. That was what was happening. Oh my god! Isn't you know what? Funny? I'm proud of you. Oh, for which part? Eating all the whole sleeve? Or yeah, what? I am. I've changed my position. Oh, good. Thanks. You know, <laughs> I just thought you know it's my first night here. Yeah, I don't have any food in the fridge, but I do have some rich crackers. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do this. Wait till I teach you my recipe for Ritz cracker cheese jalapeno scenario. You will never be the same. Oh, that's another white trash. Only three ingredients too. (laughs) It's like my favorite kind. Yep, that's a that's a that's a recipe. Like like I try to eat, you know, elevated nice foods, but you know the white trash thing is it runs deep, like mac and cheese and. Oh. Ritz crackers, all that stuff. Suze, why you call me out? That's the food I had in I know. too. It's so <laughs> good. Um, I just because I had a box, and once again, I didn't go to the grocery store. I was eating whatever was in my pantry. I might just eat a can of jalapenos next. <laughs> this reminds me of a story I want to tell you about candy. But Ooh. before I do, I want to say that I read the story in the New Yorker, and it's so cute. And I have to tell you, you got to subscribe to the New Yorker. Yes. I love them. They have the if best If only writing. for the tote. <laughs> right. Even if it really were just for the tote, that would be enough. But that's the best thing is that you get the most amazing writing in America today. The best writers in the world work for them. And they have something for everyone. So it's arts, fiction, humor, cartoons, environment, pop culture, whatever. It's not just like highfalutin, ivory tower type stuff. But if you like want to pretend that it is, that's fine too. What ifs? Yeah, if you want to be like, tell all your smug. other friends who are like, yeah, <laughs> totally. That's I why support I get the tote. That. <laughs> yeah, and they have this awesome deal for you guys. Best deal: get twelve weeks of the New Yorker for just six bucks, plus that tote Sarah's bragging about. Go to newyorker.com/slash/braincandy, uh, and then our listeners save fifty percent when they enter Brain Candy. So. You get those 12 weeks of the New Yorker for six bucks. You get the digital access yeah, and all that. the digital one. It's I mean, so whoa. good. And they'll send you the hard copy and then you get the tote for $6. What do you want from me for Christ's Great. sake? Come on now. Six bucks. But this uh, article, it, that's silly. <laughs> this article was called um, How to Eat Candy Like a Swedish Person. And I was saying oh. in immediately, like, what are you talking about? Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I mean, I knew How they had the fish, Swedish like... fish. They're big on chocolate. I think they're big on gummies, too, because you know how they have Swedish fish. Oh, they do. I'm not a big fan. Me neither. They don't I taste was. like anything. I don't agree with you. They're like, and it's like a weird gummy. You think? It's different. Yeah, I feel like the text, it's like. 
how do I describe it? It's like less gelatinous, more <laughs> dense. Less jello. Less jello. Like less in the jello. Like a gummy, if you were like on a oh, it's scale. it's too hard for you. It would be like jello on one end. Yeah. And like, I don't know, something else that like. Taffy. You, taffy. <laughs> yes. God, she's so good. Taffy on the other end. Then gummies would come first. Gummy bears would come first. Yeah, like the clear soft. kind without any of the, no sour kind. Yeah. Then it would be like the sour with the sugar. Then it would be something else. And then it would be Swedish fish. Yes. And then it would be. I see what taffy. you're saying. I see what you're saying. Then now and laters, then taffy. Now and laters, are those the ones that are licorice flavored? No, those are the ones that like you you better have a dentist friend if you're going to eat those cuz <laughs> if they're a little bit hard What flavor are they? They're all they're like they're fruit. Uh uh they're fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, they're fruit flavored and mm-hmm. they're really sticky and like you can't bite them. You're I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do. You're basically supposed to warm them in your mouth yeah. to get them to a temperature then which you can't chew them. I, I don't know the proper of- eating technique. I used to love them but you know no cavities over here. Zero. Zero yeah. cavities. Zero cavity. I will say that is one of the things that I will forever brag about. That is something to really pride yourself on. I think so too. I think at 33 to have no cavities, knock on wood, I'm doing, pr- I am good. <laughs> the rest of my life, total mess. Wait, but <laughs> my teeth, perfect. Perfect. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Let me save focus. I'm getting regular checkups, too. So You're tickling me, and this is starting Sorry. to feel like we're not recording. We're not. We're, like, we're, <laughs> we're totally off topic. Let's go back to the gummies. You had a story about, about the Swedes and their eating candy. That's what we started talking okay. about here. I'm so awful. here's what's funny to me. So evidently, they love candy, whatever, but they started to feel, I don't know if you would say guilty or just became aware of how bad eating candy can be. So they, they came up with this tradition in Sweden of every Saturday you can eat as much as you want. <laughs> how much are plane tickets to Sweden? <laughs> Where like all the other days of the week you're supposed to abstain, but Dude. on Saturday they have something called Lord Lordeg's Dose Lordeg Gothis, which is means Saturday candy. Ugh. And they all go to these um, corner stores with the pick and mix bins of candy. And like, depending on what they're like, they'll put their kids to bed, for example, and then they'll put a bowl out in front of them and watch movies, you know, like you might do with popcorn. I love this. And sometimes they'll be like, we need chocolate mixed with something like gummies or we need, um, you know, the various different. I'm also doing this every Saturday. I just didn't know there was a name for it. (laughs) We just, didn't know we're being just called it Saturday. We called it yeah. self care. Right. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So sometimes they'll get chocolate. Sometimes they'll do fruity surprises mixed in, and I just think this is really fun. Uh, they claim that it's healthier than the American candy because they don't have like corn syrup. Oh, it totally and stuff is. Like that for Which, sure. Yeah. I mean, sugar, sugar, but it's better probably than the, you know, fake stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's so good. In Norway, where you go hiking, it is customary or, I mean, like they told me that, so I'm just going to go ahead and believe it because I like this story, <laughs> um, that when you get to the top of the mountain, you like, that's when you like open up your ba- ba- like candy bar and eat chocolate. Wait, say that again? 
when you make it to the top of the mountain, you eat your chocolate. That's it's great. It's like you have like a chocolate break at the top. So when we made it at the top, they're like, oh, here you go. And like, because it's, you know, sugar, you need it to, I don't know, whatevs. But it was so good. And let <laughs> me tell you, chocolate tastes way better after you've climbed mountains. So I what's get it your, in Sweden. And What's your absolute favorite candy? Oh, my God. Of any kind. Probably my, like my, just, yeah, I'd probably say the Lion Bar. The one oh, that I, that I think I brought, so I brought you and Adam some, like from some British oh, shop. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. It's, a, it's a, a candy bar you can only get in England, but it's, it's got, okay, so here, let's break it down. It's mm-hmm. got a crispy rice wafer, like kind of like a, a, the stuff that's in the crunch bars, but like if you were to put them all together. Like mm-hmm. more, de- you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's got some caramel, I believe. Yes. And then mm-hmm. it's got some chocolate coating on the outside. And there's, there might be another layer in there too. Yeah. Is there but a nougat? I, I don't know if it's new. It's something else. There might be something else with some nut, something in there. I don't know. Maybe some peanuts on the outside. Either way, it's, it's basically like one of those self-serve ice cream places where you can put all the toppings that you want on your ice cream in a candy bar because oh, that's what i want i like it, diversity in the diversity. ingredients it's i don't get don't yeah wafer caramel crisp cereal and milk chocolate okay okay yeah. wafer mm-hmm. that's it i like that that gives me you got the crunch you got everything you need yes you everything you need <laughs> it says on their wikipedia that it was, in some areas <laughs> it was known as the big cat until the late 90s and oh. um and wait, there was something else that was funny. Oh, they had I a Lion like. Bar cereal, which oh. I am into that idea. Oh, the, oh my God, I can remember it. It's like, if I even say it, then I can taste it. And oh gosh, I might have to like go to the grocery store on my way home from your house. The <laughs> Rice Krispie Treat cereal yes, was so the greatest good. stuff that ever existed in the culinary world. To this day, I'll put my name on it. <laughs> Culinary world. Whoever invented that. Damn, that was good shit. Wait, is it? Is, why are you speaking in the past tense? Because I don't think it exists anymore. What? They were like, no, no, no. That's crazy. We cannot get them. <laughs> this is not allowable. Are yes. you serious? They discontinued Rice Krispies? I don't know. Oh, Either that or <laughs> one of two things has happened. Either they've discontinued <laughs> it or I know how dangerous it is for me. That I yeah. can't even go down I think that road. that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even look at it anymore. I pretend like it's not there. So now I'm like blind to it. Oh, now I have to look this up. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I have like, I'm like salivating over it. You just love it. I do. And it's so did good. you like it only in, um, wait, Rice Krispie Treats? Yes. Right. And did it's they the- have like chocolate as well? Or just the traditional? No, just traditional. Oh my gosh! You know what they did? They changed the color of the box, oh, and so I just really don't recognize it anymore. <laughs> I must have not seen it, but they totally do. Kellogg's Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Now it's if it's also available in family size. Suze, let's get it. <gasps> let's get it. Oh, there's the classic blue box. Got it. I see it. We're just going to keep buying family size, even though you're a single lady now. <laughs> right. Like, you're just like... I hey. totally am going to hit you up for the Costco card and be like, look, I just need to get like like some, some toilet paper, some paper towels. My God, like, for sure. You, when you move out and you separate two people, like you make yeah. two people stuff, one person stuff. Whoa. 
It what? is amazing the kind of things that you. I I went to go. Uh, uh, I went to go to the bathroom and I was like, don't have toilet paper. Gonna oh my go god, Sarah. Went to go buy. Then I made a I made a run. This was like day number two. <laughs> and for the record, I didn't live there. Before. I just moved my stuff in, and then I was still staying at the old house. So it's not like I stayed there overnight and like didn't ever use the bathroom. Like the once I actually stayed there, I was like, okay, now I need to supply myself with this. I forgot about that because I already have the Costco size, you know, stash at the other house. And so like, <laughs> also uh, plates, stuff yeah. to eat off of, you know, it's not a joke. No, everything. You know, like trash have, cans, um, like stuff that's annoying. Like Bath we mats. have bridal showers when you get married we need a divorce oh, one. Oh, oh! if there is ever <laughs> wh- fuck that marriage th- th- they're fine they got two people this makes way more sense mm-hmm. okay you know what i'm gonna add an amazon list i'm gonna go ahead and register i'm gonna register for my divorce list because this is shit that i need i actually have an amazon list already where in my cart i've got, got like, 10 things on there including all stuff for the house paper mm-hmm. towel holder mm-hmm. a toilet paper roll holder yeah. Because I live in a house where there's tile up half the wall, so I have to, it doesn't have the attached toilet paper roll, so I have to find an alternative, and the suction cup one didn't work for shit, so I have to do like <laughs> an attached, like, like a, you know. You're wound up today. I, I, I'm really not. It must be the wine. <laughs> I love it. I it's had so one great. glass. I, I didn't even have, it was like a half a glass. Well, it was just it, the rest of the bottle, and I didn't even, I'm like, it suits I should you. have lunch, but whatever. Um, Anywho. One thing when you're doing all this is yes. you don't want to forget, you need to make sure you have me time, right? A hundred percent. It's like probably the first important thing on the list, yeah, so I can need handle to everything else. not forget about Sarah and what she needs, and I think the best way you could do that is with Birchbox. Oh. oh, I love Birchbox. That's such a good idea. You can just sit down with your Birchbox and get all your beauty samples and all the different grooming stuff. It's so convenient. You can try new yes. products. Oh, and I'm all about starting fresh, and that may even be with some of the products I use. So, you know. Yeah, and you can fill out this little thing where you, it's like a profile, and it's so quick and easy. And you just answer a few questions about like your hair type, your preferences, your lifestyle. And then you make a little um, profile for yourself to curate the box every month so you know that the products you're getting are designed just for you. And then you can try brands like Mac and Tarte and all those yummy, wonderful brands that you might not even find at your normal stores because there's so many. It's hard Mm -hmm. to keep track of them all. And it's a monthly box designed just for you. Send it right to your door. I love being able to try new stuff. And like that me time thing is a big deal. Like women is, I mean, what? We don't get to do a lot of stuff. So this is time for yourself. Um, and they have a deal for you guys. If you go to birchbox.com slash brain and use promo code brain, you get $5 off your first Birchbox. So go to birchbox.com slash brain. You can learn more about it and then use our promo code brain to get $5 off your um, your own monthly box of you time. It's promo code yeah. brain, birchbox.com slash brain for $5 off. Do uh, it. I am Sarah. all, I am saying yes to all of that. Mm-hmm. When I went out and bought new furniture and they were like, would you like to come pick it up or would you like to, the delivery and assembly? And I was like, fucking delivery and assembly, <laughs> yo. Because this new year, new me. Yeah. Not same year, just new me. Well, Adam always or teases maybe same me. me. Just Be- now I know what I deserve. 
Yeah. And, and also like, what is important to you? Yeah. What's, yeah. cause like what, what I, why do I need to do that when I can put my time towards other things that are just as valuable and God, the things that I waste money on versus the things that I should be spending it on. <clears throat> well, that's oh. the thing. Like Adam teases me because I will, I list all this stuff that I don't want anymore and I try to sell it. And he's like, yeah. you don't need to do that. Like for certain things, you could just get rid of it. And I'm just like, but it makes me happy. God, we are one. We are one and the same in that way. It isn't about the money. I just enjoy it. I do too. Yeah. And for me, it's a little bit about the val- feeling yeah. like you know the val. Like that is one of the things that I've had a real struggle with in this whole setting up a new yeah. place for myself. That there's just so much shit out there. Like stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff. So much stuff. And like, I'm going to have a garage sale as to what I decided to do. Because I'm like, I've got all these little, like, you know, stuff that you fill your home with. But if you move somewhere and it doesn't go, or God forbid there are painful memories, not painful, but just memories attached to those. And you don't want to really be looking at that or thinking about that. But they're, you know, they're from like Home Goods or they're Pottery useful. Barn or whatever. Yeah. They're not selling for big, but they're not collector's items. But somebody could absolutely pay me five bucks and have this beautiful vase that I spent twenty nine dollars on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm gonna just do that. I'm gonna have a, a, a you know, so. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so fun! And I will be there, and I will wear like one. Of oh those my god, Suze, I will get you money. one of those visors that's like got the <laughs> visor, like the clear. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, and a fanny yeah. pack. And I will give you like little stickers for the table, whatever. Like oh I feel God. like this is where you will really come alive. I, I am like Monica Geller for real. You, oh my God. That's <laughs> right. She did that. Suze, this is your, this is, this is great. This is going to be a win for you and me. I'll give you a cut of the proceeds. Take <laughs> a it, win for you and one. me. Yeah. That reminds me, my son is forcing me to list his various Pokemon cards on oh eBay. God, so if you would like great. to bid, Brady six is my username. B-R-A-D-Y-S-I-X, okay. spell out that six. And mm-hmm. he, he wanted me to tell you guys that. And there's some real bargains on there, 10 cents, whatever. He showed me all of them. <laughs> I took a lot of time. That's right. Some of them, yeah, real good prices. He's got some real good ones on there. If your kids like them, get them cheap. Get stuff from Sue's. There you go. Lincoln, <laughs> I did your ad. But see, he's seen me do that. So he thinks that's, you know... What you do yeah. with your old, it's not a bad thing to teach. It's not a bad thing at all because there are so many things that I, I mean, that's where I'm getting a lot of my stuff is I go on Craigslist, I go on Letgo, whatever, you know, I type I in. I love it. Like, for example, I had a corner hutch, like a corner desk at the other house and it's a pottery barn desk. You have this, you had you had the mm-hmm. same desk Zeus. this is like a yeah. very generic desk that a lot of people have yeah. and it's a modular desk so i found a listing for a different top so i can change the top oh, that's and cool. make it a long desk instead of a corner desk because it's modular like that and i was like oh my god that the hundred bucks okay done rather than buying a new desk and getting rid of this one yeah see i'm into that it's good for the yeah. planet too it's way good for the planet. I'm yes. all about that. And like old furniture, pfft, that stuff is built to last forever. Yeah, I wish it still were like that. I know. So it's almost it almost seems more cost effective to buy like old furniture, like vintage furniture that's really well made than brand new furniture <clears throat> that's going to not last. 
Well, that's for sure. Right? And that's part of why we have too much stuff is we buy garbage and then we have to throw it out oh, and buy a new yeah. one. I'm not right, into right, that. Right, right, right. I know. Yeah, well. <clears throat> I have a funny story for you. Oh, I love a funny story. Okay. <laughs> I want to know your theory about it. Someone broke into somebody's house. We hear these stories a lot. And like, uh-huh, you remember, uh-huh. wasn't there one time where she was like in the tub e- eating Cheetos? Cheetos? Yeah. Yep. yeah. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. that, except the person or people broke in, cleaned the whole house. Oh my God. I was just going to make a joke about how if anybody would like to break into my house and unpack <laughs> all my stuff, stop yeah. it right now. Continue. For real. They cleaned everything including the toilets and made stop toilet paper stop. roses stop. on the roll stop <laughs> this is this is the best this is my favorite i'm gonna just leave my door unlocked for, <laughs> in hopes that this is the break in i get what's your theory oh this is a this has got to be a viral this has got to be a uh there's a there's an intention behind this <laughs> an intention yeah there's like something the other party's getting at and i don't mean it it's just like a this is this is beyond bizarre because that that's too <laughs> no 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 it doesn't match it doesn't line up those things are do not mm-mm. well the per the victim if we can even victim. call him yeah. you mean the winner <laughs> the vi- the victim winner his theory was that these people meant to were hired by someone else to clean their home and oh. they got into the wrong house and I thought that was a weird theory. But what time of day did this happen? Well, in like, I don't, I think it was during the day, which makes sense, but. And was there evidence of a break-in? Well, that's what I'm wondering. What, how did they break in? Yeah. If the door were, was unlocked, then. Maybe it was unlocked. It could have been like that. And. Because there was no note or anything. And I, I, I did. <laughs> We've cleaned your house. What Deal are you gonna with do? It. Deal with it. Right. We hate what your rights. That's say? it. Yeah. That's so funny to even think about what that note would say. I can't even even come up with something funny. <laughs> right. It's like impossible to write. Because it could be that it could be that they it was mistaken identity or whatever. But yeah, or I you just hate cleaned. Like, I, I assume so that much. it was somebody like, with some sort of mental illness that really no or OCD that was like that's not how that's not how it works. Oh, okay. It's more. It's more about the self. It's more like a thing yeah. to self-soothe or protect the self. Yeah, they you don't never care. be OCD for somebody else. <laughs> okay, you okay. might get feelings of anxiety over watching somebody not conform. But to you're your... not going to intervene. No, you wouldn't do it. It's too. It doesn't make. I've n- right. no way. That is so. But I do hear. Theory. I do hear that the majority of break-ins happen during the day. So wow, you know. Well, that's good because I don't want some jackass coming in here in the nighttime. I don't want time yeah, for that. Yeah, no, I don't think they're not doing that. I need my sleep. Yeah. All right. And well, also, like I like I said, I checked your house after locking myself out of it. You're you're good. My God. Nobody's getting in there. It's four <laughs> knocks. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely could if they wanted to break a window. Why are you trying to like convince oh. people to break it? You're, this, you're, this is not how that you're supposed to be. Like, yeah, it is very tough. Yeah. So she's like, no, no, you can break in if you want. There are ways. Let me describe it. Oh my god! Also, now that you mention that, now that you say that, I'm fucking pissed because in sorry, Linda, (laughs) do it probably would have been cheaper for me to replace the window. Oh no! Which don't you think? You think any of them? How much does a broken window cost? I mean, 
How much does getting bailed out of jail when your neighbors call me into the cops <laughs> or breaking into the cops? No, That's Sarah. The better question. I think you made the right choice. Okay, good. Don't worry about that. you wouldn't want to deal with that shit. Then I would no. have to call somebody else. Yeah, it was a whole thing. I was just like, oh my God, I can't <clears throat> believe this. Okay, uh, good, good, okay. good. I don't like to be wasteful, you know. <laughs> Moving on. We have a guest. I'm super excited oh, about it. Um, I'm going to introduce. Uh, okay, let me just say. Okay. You know, interviews aren't for everyone. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have an interest in that. You have to listen to this interview because... Oh, good. It's great. Jessica Rag is the author of a book called Girl on the Block, a true story of coming of age behind the counter. She's a butcher. Oh, cool. It's so cool. And Okay. She describes what it's like to work as a butcher when you're a woman, which you can imagine. Yep. But then she oh also God. describes like the meat industry, what you know she recommends. Oh, she describes yeah. recipes. It's like delish. You want to eat real bad. But the, the here's what's great about the interview. Her answers were so unexpected. I asked her like if she could write a love letter to any piece of meat, what would it be? And <laughs> I cannot believe her answer. You will die. Oh my God, this is already making me laugh and I love it. <laughs> you have to listen. Oh, I will. Another thing that you have to do is buy... BioClarity, please, because it is the best skincare routine money can buy. And it's not a lot of money, which is the best part. Oh, right. Because I use the clear skin routine because I have problematic skin. And this clears it, calms it. It's full of nutrients. It's a three-step process um, that you can do. But they have an essentials one for, like, normal people. Um, But they're 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free. But it works, and there's a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So what is the risk, people? If it's risk-free, the answer is there is no risk. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now for our listeners, you save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. It's an incredible deal. You need to enter our code, though, BRAINCANDY, at checkout. Go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Okay. Jessica Rag, read her book, Girl on the Block. So good. Really fun name. read. Great. She's English. Um, no, I mean like Girl on the Block. Yeah, no, no, it is. I was just saying also like... Also her name. Yeah. She's... <laughs> her name's actually... Yes, yeah, she is delightful. And I just think that people will really enjoy both the interview and the books. I hope they do. And um, let me know if you choose to read it. I want to hear what you think. And uh, welcome to the show, Jessica. And by the way, this was like... Uh, weeks in the making because we had so many issues. So I'm so glad to be speaking with you. Me too. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, congratulations on Girl on the Block. How the heck are you feeling? I'm really strange. Not it hasn't. It still hasn't sunk in yet, which is so weird because we're only like, what are we now? Like two and a bit weeks away from publication. Um, so it's still so strange. It's happening. Um, <laughs> I know, it's so real. I got the first um, hardback copy yesterday through the post. What is that, that like when you look at that book? Um, you know what, it's so strange because it's like two years of your life or a year yeah. and a half or whatever going into this. And it's kind of like these, it's like between these two um, like pieces of cardboard is like my life. Yeah. And it's so weird. And I'm not quite 
it's not quite sunk in properly just yet, but it feels amazing. Well, the book's amazing and you should be really proud because what an accomplishment. And it's just so fun to read. I know our listeners are going to love it. And, and I'm thinking about, you know, you, you talk about your career, but you also share some personal stuff. Were you feeling confident about doing that or does it feel, make you feel vulnerable? Um, when I was writing it, it was really strange. So all of the stuff about the meat industry in there, like the essays about, um, you know, dry aging and slaughter and the history of butchery, that came so naturally to yeah. me. And I found it so easy to write. But when it came to writing about my life and the things that have happened, I kind of was at a point where I was, I was a bit feeling like, who, who cares? <laughs> and it really got a long, it was a long period of time before I got over that. Um, and it's, not so much a vulnerability it's more of it it feels a bit of a relief I guess Mm. um because you know there is a lot of personal stuff in there and and it kind of is quite open and I don't know what my mum's gonna think (laughs) (laughs) hasn't she read it yet no, so she's really excited because it's going to come out in the UK as well. So she wants to, her whole thing is, I want to go into a bookshop and I want to pick it up off a shelf and, and she wants to do it that way. But I don't know how long she's going to wait. So I'm like, Mom, I've got coffee tea. You can just read it. You don't need to buy it. That's <laughs> hilarious. <She's> adamant. <laughs> Moms are funny like that. That's really cool though. Um, what about, what do you think about the folks that you've worked with over the years? Do you think that they'll respond well to what you've written? Um, you know what, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I mean, it's quite honest yeah. and it's, it, it, some might see it as an expose, but I just see it as, you know, this is the reality of, of the meat industry and a lot of things that did happen in the meat industry over the years when I worked there were just a sign of the times and, and mm-hmm. generally a lot of the things that happened were a result of the fact that the meat industry is in, in quite a difficult place at the moment. Um, just like even the, the early years with, you know, the sexual harassment and things like yeah. that, that came from the point of a man in a position who he had a butcher's shop years and years ago and he was in charge of that butcher's shop and he had to fit into this weird environment where he worked for other people. Mm. So he had a lot of difficulty, I guess, struggling with power. And I'm, I'm assuming that that's a lot where, where all of that came from and all the problems came from there. So I think um, I'm not so much nervous. I'm just more... Kind of like you know, let's just let's just get it out in the open. Yeah, it feels like a discussion as well. Yeah, you because you know what's in the book and you've worked really hard on it for so long. But I'm sure there's a feeling of like let's just have everybody know what it is and move on with our lives, and they can yeah. react however they want. Um, exactly. Well, why do you think it is that the meat industry is so gendered and? Part of what makes your book so interesting, of course, is that you're looking at it through the lens of a woman, um, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's just logistic, like the, it involves, involves a lot of physicality to do the work? Or why do you think women don't, aren't drawn to it? You know, I, do, I, I think part of it is definitely the physicality. Yeah. I also think that because we are just so stuck in our ways as a society as a yeah. whole, that we've, you know, it's always been seen as a, as a male job. Mm-hmm. So to kind of even to go into that environment, even as a customer, if you went into a butcher shop, I used to go in even as a butcher, I used to go into somebody else's shop to buy some meat or something when I was on holiday. And it's an intimidating environment. It can be very intimidating as a woman to walk into a room full of men who, you know, have worked in their craft for so long. Um, And I do think as well that people don't really see any opportunity for growth and careers there either. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a lot of people really enjoy just being behind the counter and being in a customer-facing role and cutting up meat every day. But some people, you know, nowadays, young people, they want more than just that. And and it's kind of, they don't see any progression or opportunity for progression. So I think that that's probably the main reason. Um, and it's difficult because obviously it is a dirty job. It's very long hours. It's super physical. Um, and it's just not attractive, I don't think. It's not attractive enough. Well, women. you talk about in the book how people are always asking you what made you go into, or what, what, why did you want to be a butcher? And you say, well, I really mm-hmm. didn't. But I wonder why did you stay in the meat industry? Because you kind of stumbled into it, but then you you've mm. kind of fell in love, yeah? Yeah, that's completely right. Um, so I was just 16. I needed some money. I needed a Saturday job. All my friends had jobs. They all had cars, and I was so jealous. <laughs> so... I got this job that, that just happened to be on the butcher's counter and it just felt like to me personally as a, as a girl who's always struggled with kind of self-image and the way that she looks and the way that she feels mm. and being a teenager who's obsessed with clothes and makeup and music going into an environment where you pulled back your hair you put it under a hairnet you wore loose clothes <laughs> you piled it over the top you couldn't have nail varnish on you couldn't really wear too much makeup mm. it stripped away everything that I was paranoid about Mm. And that's for, to start with, is really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> but then as soon as you realize that it is one big biology lesson, yeah, it was just so fascinating, especially at that age, because kind of 16, you're coming out of childhood, you're going into adulthood, but you've still got that fascination of a child that, yeah. you know, this is a big biology lesson. And it just, I just loved it so much. I really did. I didn't expect to love it at all. Um, and I don't think my family expected me to love it either. <laughs> And even now we talk about, you know, would you ever imagine as a 16-year-old that you'd written a book about it? And I think if you'd told me back then, I would have been like, shut up, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. But it's just everything everything happens for a reason. But the reason I stayed is probably because I did love it so much and saw space for for a young woman or for women especially to have a voice in the industry. Well, your love for the industry does come through and it made me freaking hungry too. You do such a great job of <laughs> describing the foods and the meals that you cooked. I was just like, dang, I need some of that. Um, but Thank you also you. had to deal with, uh, of course, some harassment and some mm. um, unsavory elements of the industry. Mm. Do you feel like it's changing at all or is it sort of just like old school? You know what, it is, I, I think it depends where you are. I yeah. think it's unfortunately old school butchery and, and you know, the, the local butcher shop is dying out, especially in the UK. And um, I think in America as well. And food is becoming, you know, food is a huge trend nowadays. People mm. spend money on home cooking now yeah. instead of going out for a fancy meal. And there's definitely been a turn towards cooking at home rather than, or going down to your butcher shop and, and getting a steak rather than kind of, popping out to a steak restaurant um and i think that that with that has come in this new wave of people who are really enthusiastic about where their food comes from and part of that is the meat industry and it's butchery and unfortunately you've got all of these new people coming in which is obviously great but for the older people and the older generations Hmm. it does mean that they're getting pushed out a little bit and i think that I think that there's only so much longer. And, and as well, in the book, I, I talk a lot about kind of this old school butcher mentality. And what I mean by that is that there's these men who, when I started, they were kind of, they'd be anywhere from 40 upwards and they've worked in this industry for their whole lives. 
and it's all they've known and they've had this knowledge passed down to them from generation to generation so sometimes there can be a little bit of unsavory kind of feeling towards younger people um and I mean, old school butchery is it's amazing. These people have learned so much and it's in their livelihood and they've made it their livelihood. But there has to kind of be a bit of a give to new young blood in, in, in the, forgive the pun. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> there just has to be a bit of give. And I think that it's so exciting because the way that we eat food now really influences butchery. So in the UK, there's been this huge, you know, Texas barbecue trend has come over in the last 15 really? years. Really? Yeah, oh my God, it's unbelievable. The amount of people who, you know, smoke their meat, like pork butts, brisket, all that kind of thing. Yeah. That's really influenced, especially in the UK, the way that we even cut a carcass. That's hilarious. We'll cut it American style now. <laughs> it's, and it's just absolutely mad. Like a lot of butchers, some, some don't, but you get requests for pork butts and things like that and you have to cut it, a, you know, a certain way. Um, so it's really exciting because food obviously being such a big trend is really influencing it goes down the supply chain really and influences the way that we eat the way that we shop the way that we farm um and the way that we breed animals as well so it's just it's fascinating the whole thing isn't it funny how when i think of trends i always think of fashion and beauty and stuff like that i certainly don't think Mm. about meat but you must be privy to the whims of consumers in terms of what's exciting at that moment it's so odd that that would change over time I know, it's it absolutely crazy. So just kind of as an example, in the UK, um, we used to, well, a brisket um, that you'd smoke on a, on a barbecue, we used to take all the fat off of that and we used to roll it up and we used to pot roast it. And that was a really popular way of cooking brisket for a long, long time. And then in comes this Texas barbecue trend where people are smoking it with all the fat on and it's delicious and it's soft and it's beautiful and the flavors are amazing. Um, that's completely changed the way that we even cut it. So we leave all the fat on, we basically sell it whole um and it, it directly it kind of affects the way that butchers have to buy meat as well right um because if yeah so i mean if something is super popular say i don't know like a so ongoing steaks a hanger steak i think um, is what it's called in america yeah there's only two of those per animal but it's oh. so popular and they're so small so you only get like three 400 grams max per animal and they're so small but because they're so in demand you know people have to kind of buy them in boxes just to keep up with the consumer demand because it's so popular now so it's really changed the way that we buy meat and the way that we farm meat um and yeah it's, it's like a domino effect i guess do you what is a piece of meat and i just thought of this so who knows if this is a thing um that you would say is underrated where you think it's yummy but people don't tend to buy it um cheeks 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 honestly so pig's cheeks and ox cheeks um like cow cheek beef cheek they are so good um so basically with, with cows they spend eight hours a day chewing so it's the toughest muscle on the whole body, really, apart from the organs. Oh, my God. But if you cook it for, like, four hours, it's the tastiest, most flavorsome Stop. meat You're in the world. You're kidding me. Oh, my... No, really, I mean it. And it's quite popular in this kind of food trendy restaurant world now as well. Um, and pig's cheeks, too. Pig's cheeks are really good. And it's just a little nugget of meat inside of, of the actual cheek itself, but 
if you cook it the right way, oh, it, honestly, it's so good. I really mean it. You should try. I am. I'm so menu, excited. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't it strange too how I uh, was interested in your book, how you were talking about this weird trend where everyone got excited about black Angus in the US when it really kind of doesn't mean much besides that it's a popular cow, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the main thing that got everyone excited about Angus beef and that the, the, one of the main reasons that we think Angus beef is superior, obviously because in America you've got an incredible breeding stock of Angus. I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's something like 78% of breeding stock in America is from Angus cattle, yeah. um, which is huge. But also I think in the late 90s, um, fast food chains started, started to market Angus as the best beef. And subliminally now, a lot of people associate Angus with being the best because yeah. of what they've heard in advertising too. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it doesn't always mean that it's the, the most popular is the best. Um, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, it does mean that a lot of other heritage breeds and rare breeds that were founded in America and that have had herds in America for hundreds of years are dying out because there isn't a lot of demand, unfortunately, so farmers don't breed them. Um, and again, it's this knock-on effect, like yeah. buying meat um, of people's kind of appetite for a certain kind of beef. Right. And people just make stuff up and then we just go with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. Mad. I'm sure like a super, super foodie, if you, you know, if somebody told you like yeah. heart is, is quite a trend at the minute as well. Really? Like, using offals. Yeah, like nose to tail buttery. So using every part of the animal, which is super important because it's about appreciating every single bit. If you're going to, mm. like putting it bluntly, if you're going to kill an animal for food, you yeah. should be prepared to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, but if somebody, I, I guess if you're a super big foodie, if somebody told you to eat heart because it's good and it's tasty, then a lot of people probably would. Um, so we do listen to, yeah. to advertisers and, and foodies as well about what we should be eating when it's not all always what it's cracked up to be. Well, that's part of why I think your book is so helpful in addition to being entertaining is that you describe the process in a way that then educates the consumer and encourages us to be more mindful about the meat that we choose, et cetera. So I'm just so excited mm. that people like you are are leading the charge. Oh, thank you so much. That one is so nice to hear. Thank you so much. What do you think it about... It needs to be said. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we can be entertained and educated at the same time, which you're doing <laughs> so wonderfully. Um, what do you think about this strange, in my estimation, uh, trend of, you know, sustainable proteins, which is a great idea, but, you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. odd things like crickets and stuff that folks are not <laughs> chewing on. And I'm wondering, what do you think? Um, I think it does, unfortunately, all stem from the fact that the meat industry is so bad for the environment and yeah. that it's not very sustainable. Um, and I, we eat too much meat. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would eat if somebody got to, if it got to a point in the world where it was like there's no food left <laughs> we are really struggling to raise the food that you want to eat you kind of have to eat this then I guess I probably would but yeah. there is a solution around that and it's just being more sustainable when we farm and when we eat we don't have to eat a burger every day we don't have to eat chicken every day we don't have to have meat in every meal it's not a necessity at all it's a luxury if anything and if we can kind of control the way that we farm and especially now the environment kind of stuff with the environment really 
like kicking off at the moment because mm-hmm. everyone's started to realise that the meat industry just how much it churns out in terms of greenhouse gases and emissions. Um, it's quite scary, but if we could just get it under control and if people could understand that you don't have to eat meat every day, then I don't think we'd end up having <laughs> I like your philosophy better. That sounds more appealing <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's not, doesn't it? It's just not. I, oh, no. I went to a like a sleepover fun like they did like um this weird sleepover for adults at the natural history museum in london and it's like you brought a sleeping bag and you slept in the main hall which was really cool but one of the activities was like eating grubs oh, wow. um and it was it was it was just not <laughs> you didn't go for <laughs> it <laughs> was no, it i wasn't like oh maybe i'll get no. butter instead <laughs> what what did it taste like salty really oh. salty Hi. Quite like, like I guess I'm trying to think of what I could compare it to. I guess you know when you get a chip that's kind of got a bit too much air in it and it's got like an air bubble in it. Yeah. And you bite into it and there's like nothing there. It's kind of like that. Oh but man. Salty. That's not no. <laughs> that, I'll I'll just let you keep eating those. I'm not going to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like you have changed uh, on account of your career, or do you feel like the same person that started at 16? Um, I don't eat as much meat as I used to. Wow. How um, funny! Yeah, That's mean, crazy. No, I there was a point in my career when I was kind of eating meat every day because I was working at a butcher's where you could get it for free and I would just take it home every day and have it and be like look at all this fantastic stuff I can cook yeah. but I just felt so unhealthy mm-hmm. we're not supposed to eat it every day it's just a couple of days a week is fine and it was red meat as well which was even worse um so I don't eat it as much as I do I did before and I do in some ways I do feel like the same person because I know that there's so much still to learn yeah um there's so well we're at a point now where we need to hear people's voices and we need to learn how to move forward and to listen to vegans and to listen to vegetarians and to listen to pescatarians and to have all these voices come together and to figure out a way that we can be sustainable and there's so much to learn but it's in a different way now I'm not kind of sitting in front of a carcass wondering how to cut it down I'm now sitting in front of a whole industry wondering how we're going to proceed and make it into the future and still hold our jobs and and still keep the knowledge um so it's a different kind of wonder but it's still me wondering what's next yeah do you feel like this is sort of the next stage of your career is writing and sharing and educating people about the industry or do you think this was just an exception in the uh, in your path um i would love that i think that really so I basically kind of took a few months off from butchery just to figure out what's going on with the book and to get things in order and I think now I want to get back into the meat industry but I want it to be in an educational way and Mm -hmm. to talk to people about why it's not right that we're going on as we are and why we shouldn't be having these intensive farms and even if one person changed their their eating habits from reading the book I'd be happy but I just really would much prefer to just change people's minds. Really. Yeah. And so, I feel like it is the next step. Yeah. And you're doing such a wonderful job. If you um, had to write a love letter to a piece of meat, which meat <laughs> piece would you oh, choose? <laughs> Chicken wing. 100%. For real? You're no, kidding me. 
I know. I mean, I mean it. This is. I feel like everyone's expecting like, oh, a really juicy, right. lovely ribeye. No, oh my god, a chicken wing. There's nothing, nothing better. What like, are you right? talking about? <laughs> I know it sounds really crazy, but I it's my absolute favorite, wow. and I don't think I'll ever find anything that will beat it. Jessica, I did not see that coming. I am blown away. <laughs> Maybe I should have put that in the blur. <laughs> right. And P.S. I love chicken wings. Um, okay. <laughs> we ask everybody one last question. Um, if you have a car, what do you keep in the trunk of your car or the boot in your case? Oh, okay. So, I mean, I can't really say knives, my butcher knives, because that would be strange. I would keep in there... <laughs> I mean, like, I Wait, are they in there? <laughs> no. So, I, like, London, you don't really drive in London, so I don't have a car. But there were times I was taking the knives on the tube to go from, like, place to place, like, oh shop to God. shop, which was just the worst <laughs> idea. Um, but I would keep in there. Um, I would keep in there I, a copy of my book, probably, because yeah. it's the thing I'm most proud of. And also, this is going to sound really boring, but I keep a really good moisturizer in there for my hands because they get so dry when I'm cutting meat that's the one thing honestly like my boyfriend always jokes about how dry my hands are (laughs) because it's just it's the worst image I know but like I would always keep a really good hand moisturizer wait a minute why does it dry your hands out it's because you're always meat wet so you're always kind of putting your hands in wet stuff and then they're drying and then you're washing your hands with anti-back and it's not very moisturizing and it's just it dries your hands out really badly oh my gosh I never (laughs) thought about that that's crazy yeah it's it's pretty mad and also probably my work boots too steel toe oh my god so cute I love your trunk this is so good um (laughs) yeah what else I would actually I would absolutely just put a change of clothes in there because that was my favorite thing to do at the end of the day was like changing my my actual clothes to go out for a few drinks thinking of me but yeah (laughs) when I just worked in a steakhouse I would leave and I would say I had steakhead because you start to smell (laughs) like the products but do you feel like that that you stink when you leave um so I was once the worst time ever was so over Christmas you work crazy hours and I spent the whole day wrapping little mini sausages in pieces of bacon for pigs and blankets and there were thousands thousands (laughs) and thousands and I got on the train on the tube back and these two girls got on opposite me and they were like probably still about six feet away from me and one of them was like oh my god can you no (laughs) and it was me and I had to get off I was so embarrassed I got off (laughs) Wait, did you fess up and admit it? No, I just as soon as they were like, okay, next stop, Brixton. I was like, okay, I'm off, I'm off, I'm off. God, that is a riot. Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, you're doing the Lord's work because your food sounds amazing. I I love that you included recipes as well. I'm going to try some. And uh, I just think you did an amazing job. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you. podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.